All right, you're back in the DFSR. It's an NBA podcast for Thursday, January 19th. I am Doug Nori, the owner and operator of DFSR.com, dailyfantasysportsrankings.com. If you need projections for FanDuel, DraftKings, optimal lineups, if you need projections for your bets on FanDuel or DraftKings, we've got you covered. It's a free trial, seven days, DFSR.com. Slash membership link is in the show notes seven days. And that's going to cover you for NBA. It's going to cover you for uh, NFL while we're rolling through the playoffs, PGA, optimal lineups up there as well. MLB right around the corner. NHL, it's all there. Not going to find a better deal in the DFS space than what's happening at DFSR.com. There's a reason we've been around for about as long as anyone in the industry. And that is going to remain that way. DFSR.com will get you started. All right. We've got some stuff to cover here today on a Thursday basketball slate. There are five games, although one of them is at three o'clock Eastern between the Bulls and the uh, the Bulls and the Pistons. That game is being played outside the United States. We are not going to do that one uh, for our purposes here today. We'll let our friends uh, <laughs> in places elsewhere where the games end up being uh not exactly uh, on U.S. soil and not, frankly, not on the main slate. That's why we're going to skip that game for right now. So Chicago, Detroit, if you're looking for some afternoon basketball, but we're going to not cover that one for today. Want to be able to cover all the relevant info that's going into decision making here on Thursday. There are pieces to cover. Usually these Thursday slates tend to be a little small, tend to be national games, a little better matchups. Sometimes that makes things a bit tougher for um, DFS purposes because the teams are good, and that is actually not where we always want to be, at least in terms of opponent, right? Like we're looking to stack guys against the Rockets of the world and the Spurs and, the uh, you know, teams like this that – the Hornets, right, that just play fast, that aren't all, all that good, and we can stack up points, rebounds, assists against those teams. That is not always the case with these Thursday games because you got they're trying to isolate good matchups for the national games, uh, and that's just kind of the story. But there are pieces that we're going to want to cover here that you are going to have to be tuned into before we head into a 730, uh, 7.30 start uh, for this main slate of games. The first one has to do with the Celtics. And this is the uh, Celtics Warriors game. That is the first one here. Celtics minus six and a half as it stands right now. The big news for the Celtics is if they're going to get Jalen Brown back, he had uh, been out for a few games with an adductor injury. He did practice on Wednesday. He's listed questionable at the time of this recording. My guess is that he plays. This is uh, trending in the right direction for Brown. So I, I think that he's going to be back for this one. We'll know prior to game time, so I'm not going to sweat that one too, too hard. What it is interesting to figure out is where that leaves us with players from this game, because not only is he back, but Clay Thompson is back for the Warriors after sitting out the last game. This While this game has the highest total at 236, we're in a weird spot with the guys from this game because some of their prices creeped up based on the aforementioned Jalen Brown and to a lesser degree, Clay having sat out recently with the Celtics, because guys like Tatum's price came up, smarts price came up, even Derek white, his price uh, ticked up a little bit as well. Those guys who had been pretty good values with Brown out, it does put the situation for them a little murkier because they were, I mean, it's, the guys like smart were really good uh, over the last couple games w- with Jalen Brown out of the lineup. 
Uh, he had a great game against Brooklyn with a 16 and 10 double doubled against Charlotte also with a 13 and 12 dropped off again a little bit against Charlotte in the home and home but that was more because of blowout so I think Brown Brown definitely takes a little bit of a hit here Tatum whose usage was absolutely through the roof without Brown the minutes were there too um, which just completely went off in the two games against Charlotte crept up to 40 minutes dropped to 51 uh, on Charlotte the on, uh, on the 16th those guys get a little harder to play because the prices are way up. Like Tatum is up to 10 and uh, 10.8 on DraftKings. That's a pretty tough pill to swallow. If Jalen Brown is back in the lineup, right? So this is a weird situation. It's a four game slate. So it's tough to, it's tough to fade. You really can't fade the highest total game on the slate just because with only four games, that's just going to be tough to do. I will say though, with the prices creeping up for those Boston guys, uh, we're in a little bit of a tricky spot of how to handle it. So I think we'll, you know, we'll definitely know the Jalen Brown piece closer to game time. Like I said, my guess, he, pl- my guess is that he plays, um, but you know, that hold out final word on that. till you actually get it. That being said, if he weren't to play, yeah, fire Tatum up, fire Marcus smart up, probably go back to Derek white, maybe Malcolm Brogdon as well. One guy I think you can play from, this this team is Robert Williams. We've seen the minutes for him creep up as he's come, worked his way back from injury. Obviously, he's back in the starting lineup now. 29, 27, 27 are his minute totals over the last three games. He can stack up blocks in the right situation. He's had one per game over the last three. But this is a situation where I think we could see the minutes maybe get to 29, 30. Look, we saw in the, in the finals last year, a rematch of the finals. Williams is able to stay on the court uh, in leverage situations. So I'm not so worried about the minutes getting buzzed off just because of closing crunch time, stuff like that. So I think Robert Williams, the price for him, I don't think has gotten all the way there on, on these sites. So Robert Williams at 5,900 on FanDuel. I think you can go for it. Robert Williams at 5,500 on DraftKings. I think you're playing that one pretty, pretty easily. So that's, that feels pretty good on that side on the warrior side. Look, the Celtics are a good defensive team. They, um, they rank eighth overall in defensive efficiency right now. They don't play overly fast. They are a below average pace team on the season. Uh, so you're not exactly, you're getting a pace down matchup against a good defensive team. That is not usually where we want to be with this kind of thing, right? Even on a four game slate with a high total and the Warriors are often going to have a high total because they're the Warriors. It still makes it a situation that is a little bit tough to pull the trigger on. And Clay's coming back, so we're going to probably move Jordan Poole back out of the starting lineup here now that Wiggins is back. So you're not really grabbing tons and tons of value from from the Warriors side of the ball. So that's where we covered the 730 game. At 8 o'clock, we get Raptors at Timberwolves. Now, this one is the big news here is Rudy Gobert is doubtful in this game. I don't think he's going to play. That's going to need a need. Excuse me. Mean. There we go. We got there. Uh, another Nas Reed start. Reed is one of these not so secret guys. If you're playing anything with fantasy these days, because when he gets the start for Gobert, uh, he's almost always one of the most popular plays on the entire slate for, for both sites. That was the case on FanDuel and DraftKings on Wednesday evening where he was like, in the eighties or something like that uh, in cash games, like 85, 86% start. He didn't have an amazing game, 17 and three with a three blocks in 26 minutes did get in foul trouble though. So he, he, the minutes will be there for him. If the 
games going right. Like you can probably lock him in here for about 30 minutes. He did get up to 40, you know, a couple weeks ago when Gobert was out. I don't think that's something we can really put an expectation on, but 30, 31 minutes without foul trouble for Gobert, excuse me, without foul trouble for Reed is totally reasonable. The price is not even close to have caught up, even with some moderate price adjustments on him. 4,600 on DraftKings. No one's even thinking twice about that one. Uh, it's just not a situation that you're really honestly thinking all that much about, right? Like Nas Reed is a pretty pretty darn easy call here. So I'm not really – anyone that's been in these DFS streets for five minutes, like knows, <laughs> like Nas Reed at 5K on Fandle is lock and load, set it and forget it. You do get a little lucky that Robert Williams – um, is power forward eligible on FanDuel? So you're able to roll Time Lord and Nas Reed together in lineups. And, you know, that's a combined 10 9, right? Under 11K to roster those two guys, you're not thinking twice. Now, one thing that's interesting here and to consider when it comes to uh, this game and Gobert being off the court. So, and this is, this has to do with the Raptors. So, right. When Gobert is on the court for the for the Timberwolves this season, the uh, Minnesota defensive rating is 111.85. So decent, you know, not amazing. They're actually a negative team with Gobert on the court. When Gobert is off the court this season, the offensive rating for the Timberwolves spikes. It's like 119. This is in a thousand minutes, by the way, this season. And the defensive rating actually goes way down. So they allow more points. The defensive rating gets to like 118. This is worth it to know because while you might look at the uh, the Timberwolves defensive stats on the season and think, okay, you know, wherever they land, uh, where they land defensively is not a great defensive team, but they are, let me just see, yeah, they're 13th overall defensive efficiency. If you're taking full year stats on the Timberwolves, you are going to want to downgrade them because they are way worse defensively without Gobert on the court, which means that we can probably more safely fire up some Raptors here. If you look at our betting, uh, our betting system, which I'll share my screen here. If you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, no problem on that. If you have not subscribed to YouTube, make sure you go over uh, link is in the show notes that you're subscribing uh, to the DFSR locked on YouTube channel. But if you look at our bets line here, you can see the Timberwolves are highlighted for the over. So right now they're sitting at uh, the implied total is 113 and a half. They, we have them at 117.97. I think you feel pretty good about hitting the over on where the, uh, the Timberwolves are here and the Raptors as well. So um, this game in general, so I, I flipped that by the way, we have the, we have the Timberwolves going over because their offense gets better without Reed. Sorry, I misspoke here. The offense for the Timberwolves gets better without Gobert on the court with Nas Reed on the court. So therefore you can hit the over on them. Also, the, because the Raptors are in a better situation with the Timberwolves having Gobert off the court, we have the over on them as well. So I think you can hit both sides of this over and the game total over. We have it at 237 right now, and I think you can feel pretty darn good about that. That's a situation that I'm going to have in here. Um, this is a situation that we'll be talking about in our chat room leading up into game time. So make sure you ch- check out, and you can actually, if you're on YouTube, you can see the chat room right there, member chat room where people are talking, uh, not too many people in there early in the day here, but as it ramps up toward game time, uh, we start to see more people jump into that. 
Okay, so that's the situation from Timberwolves and uh, Timberwolves and Raptors. I think you're fine running Van Vliet again. His price was at a crazy low, 7,100 because of some bad shooting. He's turned that around over the last couple games, 7,900 on FanDuel is still a total value. Siakam is a value here uh, at 9, 9.3K on FanDuel, so I think you're fine with that. I, even like an OG Ananobi at 6,400 on DraftKings, I think you can – Get there on that. Van Vliet's 8,100 on, on DraftKings as well. So a bunch of different things to consider for this game. We'll, pro- we'll know the Gobert thing for sure prior to game time, uh, but I'm not so worried uh, about him sitting there. He's doubtful. It doesn't look like he's going to be coming back for this one. All right. Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, and the Nets. What to do with this situation? We skip all the way to 10 o'clock with this one. So we have a gap. We have a 7.30 game, an 8 p.m. game, and then we skip ahead to the 10 p.m. game between the Nets and the Suns. So two sides of this ball, we're going to look into what to be done here. This is a weird situation. So without Kevin Durant, the Nets are 0-3. They have struggled, especially in fourth quarters, without KD. They had the last two games flopped, who or flipped and flopped, <laughs> who was going to play. So uh, Ben Simmons did not play two games ago against the Thunder. Kyrie did not play last game against the Spurs, both losses. Now they're going to both be coming back into the mix. This was the same. They'll, they'll be running the same starting lineup that they ran against the uh, Celtics in KD's first game out. I think that. So a couple things. One, the Phoenix matchup is not amazing. They are going to get Chris Paul back. We'll talk about that in a second. The Phoenix matchup over the course of the season, they're above average defensive efficiency. They do not play at a fast pace. Their pace right now is 22nd overall. That's why you see the total here at 20 and at 220 and a half, the lowest of the slate. We actually have the 220 and a half, the under on that one. We have it around 216.73. So I'd, think you can probably feel okay about hitting the under on that one it changes a little bit with chris paul how many minutes he's going to get but uh we can kind of wade through that closer to game time with the nets here the Kyrie usage has not been totally there without durant on the court simmons looked better at least from like trying to get shots last game (laughs) against the spurs even if the output wasn't amazing because simmons has sat pretty low in the price tier for the better part of the season. And it's just creeping up now based on the minutes coming up. I think you can feel pretty good about running him. He does get it. He does do generally enough outside of the scoring to make you feel okay about the, about the price and about the fact that if he's, even if he's not getting to the basket, you're still probably not going to get completely buzzed off on his prices because the rebounds and assists are, and have been there, and he does get after it on the defensive end too. So I think with Simmons, you can probably feel okay about it. I mean, he's coming off a two-block, four-steal game against the Spurs. He's you know, three three blocks and steals against the Celtics. If you go back a few games before that, it was four blocks and steals. So like, he will get after it enough defensively that even if he's not getting to the rim, I think you can feel okay about it. On the other side of the ball, with the Suns, it looks like Chris Paul is going to be back. I, I don't think that this is a situation I really want to touch anywhere. Like, Mikhail Bridges' price has come so far up because of, because of Chris Paul being just out of the lineup. So I think he's like kind of tough to go back to, even though you know and can feel pretty confident that the minutes in a close game will trend closer to 40. Look, maybe you think that if he at 40 minutes or so, he's fine. Ah, 7,100. I don't know. This one's close. I, the, Brooklyn hasn't been terrible on the defensive side of the ball. 
Um, they do have, you know, good rim protection still with Claxton, even without Durant. I, with Paul coming back, I, I think I kind of just need to wipe Phoenix out. Although that being said, I'm looking at some of our lineups right now, DFSR.com and Bridges is still creeping around there at 7,100. So maybe this is a closer situation than I thought. It's just the game. Whenever we bring a major guy like CP back into the mix, I always get a little bit spooked around uh, sort of where to land with those minutes, but 10 o'clock game, not really much injury stuff we're waiting on there. I mean, we are waiting on the Chris Paul thing, but I think he actually is going to play. He did practice on Wednesday, and that is usually trending in the right direction when it comes to him stepping back on the court. Final game on the slate is the uh, Sixers going in to play Portland. I've already got one bet in on this game, and that is on the uh, Damian Lillard under on points. He was at 32 and a half, uh, 32 and a half on some books. I got it at under 32 and a half minus 104. Really like that. It's actually down to 31 and a half now. Um, but I am fine getting an under on Lillard here. Like I know that it's been really good for him in the short term. I know he's Dame. I know the betting unders is not fun. I, I get all those pieces of it. I know he's dropped way more than this in four games in a row. 44, 40, 36, 50. I'm aware of all these things. I still am of the mind that that under looks Okay on Lillard. Couple reasons uh, for that. One, Philadelphia plays the slowest pace, or excuse me, um, the fifth slowest pace in the league at 100.1. So you're getting a pace down based on basically all the other matchups that he uh, has been into over the last couple games. Also, they play the third best defense in the league at 108.2. I think that that number, we have Lillard sitting right around 30 and a half points for this game, even at close to like max minutes at 37, 38, 39 minutes in the band around those minutes has the under here. So I feel pretty good about that one. As far as DFS stuff's concerned, not loving this game really at all. This one's a tough one. Both teams look fully healthy. Maxi coming off the bench last game. It's hard to like fire that up into anything. Harden and bead Harden's coming off a terrible game, but the price is still really high. I know the matchup against Portland looks okay, but when a teams get fully healthy like this, it's, even on full slates, it's it's kind of harder to fire him in there. And like I just said with the Blazers, like the Sixers are one of the worst DFS matchups you can get. So I don't think you're really going there uh, on that team uh, either. So interesting four-game slate. Um, plenty to talk about. There will be other stuff that comes up. Make sure you are subscribed to DFSR.com. You can go to DFSR.com slash membership or you just go to the site DFSR.com uh, and you can get a free trial seven days to the projection system that powers this. If you want to, that's something that you can go grab a free trial for. The other free thing you can just do is hit like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just hit that like and subscribe, that subscribe button below. Set alerts for when we go. We're going to be rolling this four to five days a week at this point. Really catching up on all of our NBA stuff. Have a good Friday with basketball, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more hoops. Like I said, go visit DFSR.com to grab that free membership.